Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Stop the Internet Podcast. It's spooky season. The best season. You know what that means. Witches are out. <laughs> I'm your host, Kelly. I'm here with... Rebecca. Guess what? We're witches. If you couldn't tell. <laughs> if you're not watching this on video, you're kind of missing out. We are fully dressed up as witches today. It's very exciting. It is. I feel like this speaks to me. <laughs> I think this represents us a lot. We're both big Halloween people. Yeah. And dressing up as witches today really just makes us feel happy. It fuels me. Me too. Today's subject spooky stories it's spooky so yes we're dressed as witches but most of the stories in today's episode are going to be non-paranormal what sparked this idea for me was the question what is scarier or what is worse a ghost or a human so rebecca if you were to wake up in the middle of the night and see something in your room what is worse if it's a ghost or if it's a human i don't know that i believe in ghosts so a human i felt the exact same way but then somebody rebuttaled my answer by saying but if you were to see a ghost and you don't even believe in ghosts and it actually was a ghost Mm -hmm. it would just confirm that ghosts are real and i think that's scary but when you say ghosts are you talking casper (laughs) and when you say human are you talking taylor swift or fucking axe murderer (laughs) What do you picture as a ghost in your head? I was picturing a bad ghost because I was picturing a bad human. But I guess a ghost could be Casper, a friendly ghost. Right. (laughs) Okay. You guys, Rebecca's had a little bit of witch's brew and she's on another level right now. (laughs) But like people who believe in ghosts, like what does a ghost look like to them? I don't know. I guess a person. Right, like a person or like the classic white sheet sheet over your head ghost. Like that's where I'm just confused. Because if I saw that, I'd be like, cool. (laughs) You would say cool? I would say ghoul. (laughs) I think we need to move on and keep this in. That was funny. Keep that in. (laughs) I'm going to keep that in. (laughs) Okay. I think we're going to jump right in. Woo-woo. Cue the intro. Not me, but my uncle, who lives in a secluded area in the woods alone. It happened during the winter. He came back from the bar late one night. He went through the front door and decided not to hang his coat, but he throws it on the dining room chair. He sits down on the couch and watches bottom line for the flyer score. Ooh, Philly, shout out. Mm-hmm. While he was waiting, he hears a noise in the coat closet. He decides it's nothing and goes back to his thing. He finds the score and turns in for the night. The next morning, he finds the closet door wide open along with the side door, complete with visible footprints leading into the woods. Oh, stop. There was a human in his coat closet. I'm getting the creepies. Ew. Actually horrifying. My uncle is convinced they were hiding in the closet while he was sitting there and waited until he went to bed to bolt. Bad. Somebody said, yes, people often rob isolated houses in the woods and cabins around there when owners aren't home. He probably heard the uncle's car coming in and hid. The fact that he waited to bolt makes me think the guy didn't want to escalate the situation. Scary, but he wasn't a type of violent criminal. Okay. Fair. Not all criminals are the same. (laughs) That's so true. 
<laughs> That's so profound. This happened a couple months ago, actually. I've never been one for exercising early in the morning, but I would do anything if it meant I could see my boyfriend. So I woke up extra early while my partner was heading out to my house to pick me up so we could go to the gym. It was 5 a.m., so it was still dark out. Nonetheless, I waited by the door. I couldn't wait to get in his car to go to the gym to spend the rest of my day with him. So wholesome. I saw his car stopping on the road to pick me up, and as I went down the stairs, I saw a hooded man run to his door. My boyfriend accelerated and drove off. I immediately ran up the stairs into my house. I texted my partner to see if he was fine. I anxiously waited for a reply, and then he replied back, I think it's safe. I'll turn around to check. I felt at ease knowing that he was fine. My anxiety went down, and I leaned on the door, fidgeting with the lock as I waited for the okay to go out, and then the I'm here, he texted. And as I I was about to open the door another text popped up on my screen do not open the door he's there at your door i was frozen in shock my heart had sank and i looked at the white piece of wood that stood between myself and an attacker i looked at my hand which was holding the lock about to open i immediately removed my hand and secure the door with the second lock and step away grabbing a weapon stop that's so scary is that it yeah how is that it she left us hanging what happened i think a lot of stories involve people like criminals being opportunistic so they do things that are easy for them so Mm -hmm. they would have just waited until the door was unlocked but if the door was locked they would have just moved on to the next house that Mm -hmm. had an unlocked door yeah so who knows but that's so scary i hope trisha doesn't watch this episode because trisha was saying that she gets up really early for work some days and she's always scared to walk from her house to the car yeah and i'm like wait that's not even scary and so i picture this story in her neighborhood mm-hmm. and i'm like ah, well, it's possible because don't they say more crimes happen early in the morning versus late at night i don't know I think that's a thing where you're more likely to get like mugged or whatever if it's like 5 a.m. and it's dark versus like 10 p.m. Stop. I I swear I didn't just make that up, but I've definitely heard that before. That's so scary. (laughs) Like neither are good if you're walking somewhere alone or like I think a morning is like worse that's so scary because sometimes when i'm alone in my house and it's the middle of the night and i wake up i'm like okay it's only a few more hours until 6 a.m and then once 6 a.m hits we're good because then it's basically the daytime but then that's still the morning i mean yeah (sighs) are you a night person like do you get up a lot not really but if i'm alone Mm -hmm. in the house i think i probably wake up more because Mm -hmm. i know i'm alone and every noise i'm like what was that yeah yeah scary that is really scary I'm just picturing a guy in like a black hoodie like ew ew worse than a ghost did you watch pretty little liars yes see a <laughs> side note if you watch pretty little liars you should definitely watch this guy on youtube his name is mike's mike and he does an unhinged analysis of pretty little liars and it's the funniest Wait. thing i've ever seen it's like five hours long it's like three parts he goes through everyone it's i need amazing. to watch that yes you do the guy's yeah. hilarious mike's mike i'll link it in the description because i was re-watching it just like for fun like only here and there a few months ago it was actually really creepy really yeah, I was kind of like jumpy. Really? I don't I get rem- scared really easily though. I don't remember it being scary. Maybe I'll rewatch. Yeah, because it's like the music and then the hoodie and the outline of the hoodie. Oh God. <laughs> the hoodie is scary. It's always the hoodie. Facts. <laughs> When I turned 18, I got my first apartment. I started using the laundry down the street. I noticed the owner would show up within 10 minutes of my arrival. It didn't matter what day or time. 
always trying to chat me up, drive me home, etc. Creeper dude. One day, a man I didn't even know was there and yelled at him for staring at my clothing in the dryer while touching his hand to the door. He was staring at my panties. Panties. (laughs) It was so uncomfortable. I began to take my laundry back to my parents. About 10 years later, scrolling through Facebook, I see an age progression for a teenage girl who disappeared from that laundry a week before I began going there. I never forgot how scary he was and would have remembered any missing child posters or even newspaper articles because I was a daily reader back then. Turns out, this guy was the only suspect. He also lived across the street from me, and it explains why he always arrived when I showed up. I had to walk past his place with my clothes. She's never been found. I have chills. That's so oh scary. Ew, he was just like, imagine seeing someone staring at a washer, just touching the door, like wide-eyed staring at the washer. I literally have chills. It's not Horrible. okay. <laughs> Wait, speaking of, recommendation for a short film. It's called The Princess Cut on HBO. My friend Lauren stars in it. It's a 20-minute short film. Amazing really? short film. Yeah, it's set in a laundromat. It's so good. And Lauren, Lauren LeVay, shout out she's an amazing actress she is the star of the short film oh my god amazing so if you have hbo watch the princess cut it's amazing I'll watch it we should watch it after this yeah, yeah, yeah. okay it's so good wait was that it that was that story damn these are boogie i know <laughs> some of them are short but they really hit hard yeah as i was writing this episode i labeled this story as horrifying here we go damn girl i was sitting in my room at like 11 30 p.m I heard lots of shit downstairs and assumed it was my mom. I heard her walk up the stairs to my room and I called out to her. She didn't say anything and walked downstairs. I went down about a half hour later to find a piece of paper with the words, you're lucky I'm scared too. And a whole bunch of shit was missing. No. I called my mom. She still hadn't arrived home from a dinner she was at with friends. I called the cops and locked myself in the bathroom, but I think they left when they realized I was still home. Probably the most scared I've ever been was when I was hiding in the bathroom. Not the note. Horrible. They left a note? A literal note that said, you're lucky I'm scared too. Please. Please spare me. Spare me your scared It's giving urban legend, but I truly believe this is true. Yeah, I do too. Horrible. Horrifying. I don't like this. Scary. I don't like it. Scary. Is that the end? That was the whole story. Yikes. Imagine literally finding their note. Spooky. A couple of months ago, my husband and I were road tripping across the U.S. At 3 a.m., we stopped at a rundown gas station in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska. By the middle of nowhere, I mean the middle of nowhere. The gas station was the only building in the area, and it was surrounded by empty fields. It was maybe two miles off the interstate. That's so scary. Yeah, yikes. At 3 a.m., it was pitch black outside, and the lights at the gas station were the only thing that illuminated the area. Since the gas station was closed, we were the only people there. My husband filled up the Jeep, and we spent a few minutes rummaging through the bags because we couldn't find my purse. After a while, an SUV pulled up right next to us. The driver was a white man in his late 20s or early 30s. At that point, I was sitting in the passenger seat, and my husband was about to get into the driver's seat. The man approached my husband and I and said, I lost my iPhone here. Have you seen it? Suddenly, a sense of dread filled the pit of my stomach as I noticed that he already had a phone, a flip phone on his hip. I studied his face. While he looked unassuming, there was something off about him, something sinister. I must have left it in that field over there, he said. 
The field was pitch black. Can you help me look for it? My husband already had his iPhone out with a flashlight on. He's such a good Samaritan. He started to follow the man. Oh my God. I whipped out my phone and texted him, leave. My husband immediately saw the text and looked at me. I must have looked terrified because he just ran, jumped into the car, and we booked it out of there. As we were leaving, I looked back and saw the man get into his car. We drove for about 20 miles on the interstate to a rest stop and slept there. After a short time, my husband woke me up and told me to look through the passenger side window. The man had pulled up right next to us. There were some empty parking spaces at the rest stop, and he still parked next to us. The creepy part is that we were parked at the very end of the rest stop and the spot next to us wasn't even a parking space. We had our seats down to help us sleep so he probably didn't see us in our Jeep. We quietly watched him get out of his car, look over our Jeep, and walk into the building, probably looking for us. As soon as he entered the building, we snapped our seats back up and hauled us out of there. We drove for about 50 miles and found a hotel about six miles north of the interstate. We never saw him again. Scary. Yeah, he was obviously trying to murder you. <laughs> or human traffic them. But I feel like if he was taking them to a dark field, it was just to, like, murder. True, at 3 a.m. 3 a.m. and I'm still awake. <laughs> Facts. That's so scary. Guys, no, don't really... trust anyone. Why would the husband follow him? Like, I'm sorry. The update to the Reddit story was, you might call my husband naive, but in his defense, he had just lost his last living parent unexpectedly. We were on our way home from the funeral, so he wasn't all there at the moment. So we'll cut him some slack. It was nighttime, but mm-hmm. please never trust anyone ever. I also think they should have driven further the first time. Yeah, probably. Because when she said 20 miles, I was like, that's really not a lot. Yeah, that's only like 20 minutes. Yeah. You should have driven like 100 miles. True. But then, I don't know, because then he still maybe would have followed you. Right. That's so scary. Gosh. Ew, I hate it. I really hate that. There's a lot about phone calls. Should I do another phone call one? Yeah. I feel like phone calls, the idea of <clears throat> scary things happening over calls is always spooky. Mm-hmm. Totally. A couple years ago, I was talking to my buddy on the phone. It sounded like he was driving, and I heard turn signals and shit, so I said, where are you going? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm at home on the couch. I thought that was weird. Then, when we said bye, I stayed on the line a few seconds later, and I hear the creepiest whistling. It scared the shit out of me. I texted him, were you just whistling? He said, no, WTF. Not sure if he was fucking with me or somehow somebody was on our call, but it scared the shit out of me. Okay. Whoa. That made me think of an actual terrifying story that literally makes my blood run cold and it's true. Okay. (laughs) When I was in grade school, a girl that lived a couple houses down from me had a story like this. You know, maybe it was an urban legend, but... It was told to us as if it was true, and I feel like it was true. Okay. So for the sake of the story, it's true. Okay. Her friend was home alone one night and heard noises coming from upstairs and got really scared. Mm -hmm. So the girl calls the police. She was like, oh my God, I'm home alone. I just heard all these noises coming from upstairs. I'm so scared. Please help me. And then she's like, okay, I'm so sorry. Like, it was probably just nothing. I'm sorry. Like, I feel like I'm wasting your time so sorry just don't even worry about it thank you have a good night she hangs up the phone it's a landline a few minutes later the police arrived at her house and she's like no it's fine like it's no one and they're like oh we're just gonna check the house make sure everything's okay she's Mm -hmm. like okay they check the house they find a man underneath of her bed with a knife alive (laughs) alive and she was like how did you know to come how did you know there was actually somebody here and they said 
After you hung up the phone, we heard another person hang up the phone. They were listening to her conversation from another landline phone. And they hung up their phone after she hung up hers. And the 911 operator heard two phones hang up. But the girl said she was home alone. (gasps) Okay, wait, though. If the guy was under the bed listening. Well, who knows where he was when she called? He could have been anywhere when she called. And then went under the bed to wait for her to go to sleep because he's like, oh, I'm in the clear. The police aren't coming. I'm just going to wait in her room. And, and do what? Kill her? I'm not oh, the guy. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe. I don't like it. I don't Isn't like it. scary? Yeah. This is kind of scary. This is like real human scary things. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Like the rest haven't been LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I like can't tell if these are scary or not. I just get easily scared. Like I'm okay. not going to be able to sleep tonight. I already Ooh. know bad okay my dad sister and i took a trip to vegas together we stayed at the stratosphere hotel we got into an elevator on the main floor and there was one other lady with us the lady pushed the button for her floor and we pushed ours as the doors were closing a man stuck his arm in and said oh wait for me (laughs) haha sorry guys and hit his floor let's say it was 14 when the elevator started going up he started to make small talk with all of us then it reached 14 and he didn't get off My dad even asked, did someone hit 14? And the guy just straight face said no. I don't remember if the lady got off before my family did, but when we got off, the guy waited a bit and followed us off. There were a few turns to make before getting to our room. All of a sudden, I heard my dad tell my sister and I to stop walking, not in English. He turned around to see the guy following us. The guy turned around quickly to act like he wasn't caught. My dad told us to go back to the room first, and he watched the guy for a bit longer. He turned and looked at my dad, too. My dad watched just a bit longer before coming back. I don't want to know what might have happened if my dad wasn't there or if he didn't sense the guy following us. We asked to be switched to another tower after that. That's so scary. And I think about this all the time when I'm in hotels. Mm -hmm. Because when you're in an elevator with someone, you're so vulnerable to anything they want to do. And when you get into an elevator first and you hit your button, they know what floor you're on. And there's only so many rooms on each floor. Mm -hmm. And anyone could just follow you off the elevator follow you into your room and then when you go to unlock it just like kick you in and follow you in and now they're in your room with you wait i don't like that i'm never really in a hotel by myself i was at a wedding recently and i was and i didn't even think of that and now yeah. like that could have happened so easily to me yeah <laughs> hotels are low-key kind of scary i'm on high alert now when i go to hotels yeah <laughs> it's funny because hotels are a place where i low-key feel really safe like whenever i travel and i'm staying somewhere more low-key like an airbnb or something i always tell myself if i get there and it's completely terrifying i can always just drive to the nearest hilton or marriott or, yeah. wh- or holiday inn because at least i would be safe there yeah and i could stay there for one night and then reassess right i get that so i feel like nothing is safer to me than a holiday in lobby Mm -hmm. but there is a little bit of scariness when you're going to your room in an elevator and there's strangers following you and yeah yeah no okay this is this is getting me hyped for a travel stories episode wait i want to do that one okay let's do it (laughs) okay (laughs) yay i have some crazy travel stories yeah growing up my bedroom was the only one that faced the front of the house slash street When I was about eight or nine, I woke up to my dad calmly but firmly telling me to get up, go into the bathroom, and shut the door. I was annoyed because I was half asleep, but I listened. Apparently, I was more tired than I realized because I fell asleep on the bathroom floor. The next morning, I asked my mom what happened. 
She seemed oblivious and confused. I looked at my dad like she was crazy, and I asked him why he had woken me up. He denied doing it. I was becoming frustrated to the point of tears, but I ultimately let it go. Fast forward to college. I was home one break, and I decided to ask again. I had thought of that night on and off for years, and it still bothered me. This time, my dad goes, Ha! I was wondering if you even remembered that. Turns out that a lot of houses on our block were being vandalized and robbed all those years ago. Someone had broken into the garage and was inside of our house. My room was partially over the garage. My dad heard it happen and quietly got me to safety. Police were called and the guy ran. He was never caught. However, my parents didn't want a terrified kid on their hands, so for years they pretended like nothing had ever happened. It wasn't supernatural, but it was unsettling for sure. Okay, I understand the dad lying the next day or even for like a year, but to wait until college, like come on. That is a little excessive. Like he just gaslighted him for 18 years. I thought that he was going to be like, there was a man with a knife standing over your bed. Not like someone robbing the garage, which like, yeah, it's scary, but like. (laughs) Wait, true. I don't know. That's like, (laughs) that's where my mind went, that someone was already like in her room or something. And the dad just like intercepted like the (laughs) knife in the air. My sister's husband and my sister had just had their first child a few months prior. My brother-in-law was working the graveyard shift at his job as my sister stayed home taking care of my nephew. Around 2 a.m., she heard loud knocking on her back door. She went to go check it out and saw a lady banging on the door asking for my sister to let her in. The lady told my sister that her husband had just beat her down the street and was looking for her. My sister was hesitant to let her in since she had a newborn in the house and didn't want to interfere. She told the lady that the best she could do was call the police for her. The lady told my sister not to call the police and to let her in. This is where my sister got suspicious. She went to get her phone and she called 911. When she went back to the door, the lady was gone. The police arrived a few minutes later and they told my sister that the same situation happened a few streets down. Apparently, the couple would do this act to get into people's homes. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's something more common now where there's like an accomplice and the one acts like something is horrible is happening Yeah, to distract. It happens a lot, I think, in like car situations. Yes. And with trafficking, I think that's like a tactic people use to try to get totally. someone in the car because it's like, oh, my tire's flat or something like that. Mm-hmm. I just really hate that because... Because if you're a good person and you, you know, aren't jaded like me, (laughs) honestly, I think I would be the idiot that helps the person and then like, bye forever. (laughs) Yeah. I think the thing that gives it away, though, is that the sister was like, oh, I'm going to call the cops for you. yeah. And the lady was like, no, 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 don't do that. You just help me. So I think in the situations where if you're in the Target parking lot at night and a woman comes up to you and is like, my car won't start. Will you help me jump it or whatever? Mm hmm. And if you offer, oh, I can't help you, but I will call the cops and I'll wait here for you while they come. And the person's like, no, 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 don't do that. I want you to help me. That's the giveaway. Okay, wow, you, yeah. Yeah, if you offer to call the cops for someone that actually needed help, they would probably be like, oh my gosh, thank you. My phone's locked in my car and I wait. couldn't call myself or something like that. That's actually, it's a really good thing to know because I would be the person that would be like, oh, la di da, sure. I'll go in your car. Yeah. No, <laughs> never help someone. Also, because especially when it comes to cars like that, or if someone's like, oh, my foot is broken and mm-hmm. I can't walk, like, will you help me walk? Well, that you I need would to like, be like, F you. I don't know. There's all these things that people say when they're like no, trying to traffic you be like oh I'm not the person that can help you but I will definitely contact the person that can help you mm-hmm. and if they refuse the person who's the expert and the professional mm-hmm. 
and they want you to help them, that's the issue. Wow. Were you taught that? Or is that just know. common sense? <laughs> I actually don't know. Did I just figure I that out myself? I feel like I never like would have thought to say, oh, yeah, I'll call the cops and they can help you. I don't even know. I'm, I'm such like a panicker in those situations yeah. where it's like... Fight or flight. Mm-hmm. You flight. Or you fly. I don't know. <laughs> I fly. You do one of them. She does one of them. Yeah, I don't know that I'm a panicker. I just like my mind like shuts down and I just... Luckily, I've never been in that situation. It's possible that in that situation, I would... No, hell no. I would never help someone if I was alone. Please. Actually, yeah. I say that I would be dumb, but I really... Maybe I wouldn't be as dumb as I think I would. Yeah, I think that intuition Mm -hmm. and those gut feelings really help you out in those situations when somebody actually has bad intent surrounding a situation. But who knows? But it's sad that when people pair up like that, they often send like the woman exactly into the field. Yeah. Because they're more likely to be trusted. Yeah. I'm not trusting no one. No. Period. Hell no. Period. (laughs) At the house my dad lived in at the time, it was really old, built in the 1800s. There were plenty of times I'd be sitting in the living room and distinctly hear the cabinets opening and closing in the kitchen. It was just me and my dad that lived in the house, but you could clearly see when his bedroom door was shut and when he was asleep. Normally, my dad worked 7 to 3, but occasionally worked a p.m. or overnight shift. One night, he was working until 11. I was 17 at the time. Around 8 or so, I'm sitting in my room, and I think I hear footsteps coming from the living room, which was adjacent to my bedroom. I assume my dad was home early. I go back to playing the game. I keep hearing steps, so I pause the game and listen, and the footsteps are just slowly pacing back and forth between the living room and the kitchen in a steady rhythm. I laid in bed scared shitless and actually counted the steps every time it took 15 paces to the living room 15 back to the kitchen needless to say i did not sleep that night ew so like is that a paranormal thing? i don't know <laughs> i just it's scary it is scary it's spooky. ew imagine you just heard ew you're in your room and you just hear 15 paces like at a like a no a slow stop, rate, and it's just like bum bum don't say that. And then it's 15, and then it just pauses for 10 seconds, and then it turns around, and each footstep gets closer to you, and it gets louder and louder and louder, and then it's right outside of your bedroom, and then it turns around, and it paces away, and it gets softer and softer, and then it comes back, and it's louder. That's so scary! Okay, no more witches brew for you. (laughs) I think I need to write a scary movie. I think you do, too. Jordan Peele, watch out. Facts. Absolute facts. You're going to be dusty all over Hollywood. Facts. And I'm going to be dusty Jordan Peele, hopefully. And my movie will be dusty (laughs) the the box box office. (laughs) (laughs) All facts. Okay. Speaking of helping people and falling into the trap, whatever, let me see how you would react to this one. Okay. Because we have the other side of the argument. Okay. Here we go. We were on a road trip and stopped near a strip mall. My dad asked this guy in a parking lot where the nearest gas station was. Keep in mind, this was late at night and the area wasn't very populated. The guy asked if we were paying cash or card. Confused, my dad said card and he didn't really carry cash on him. The guy said, I don't know. It only hit us when we got back in the car what was really about to unfold if he said cash. Am I dumb? What's going to unfold? Well, they were saying that... You're going to get robbed. Yeah. If they said cash, they're going to rob you, but they said card. So they're like, oh, I don't know. Hmm. My mind didn't go there right away. Like, 
That's why she said, oh, we didn't realize what was going to happen until we got back in the car and we were on our way, you know. Because sometimes I carry cash, but it's like $12. So what are you going to do? Chump me for $12? Some people are desperate. I mean... I guess, but it's like, who's who's out here carrying like hundreds of dollars in cash? A lot of people. Some people really? don't have a credit card. Yeah. Some people just don't even have a credit card. This is like oh rural United States, like middle okay, of nowhere. True. Somebody said, why wouldn't that be a normal question? In the middle of nowhere, they often never have debit or credit anyway and rely on cash only. If he only knew of a gas station with cash, obviously he wouldn't send you there if you only had your card. And I was like, okay, that does make sense. Mm-hmm. But a gas station only takes cash. This is in the middle of nowhere, though. It's still 2022. Like, <laughs> it's a different world over there. It can't be that different where it's a, like people are traveling, interstates exist. So are you leaning towards the guy would have robbed him if he said cash? I don't know if that was necessarily my, like, if that was the point. I don't know. No, I don't think he was giving robber vibes. Robbers by the 1975. That is one of the best songs of all time. And the music video is a work of art. See, we were meant to be friends. We really were. (laughs) Robbers by the 1975 is another level. Wait, you know, those light up signs, they're kind of trendy. Neon signs? Yeah. 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 <gasps> Babe, you look so cool. I just want robbers. Love that. <laughs> That's even cooler. Freshman year of college, I went to the 1975 concert. Wait, so and my. I. Oh, my God. Speaking of scary <laughs> stories. Wait, this is such a good story. Okay. Is it related to this? Yes. Okay, so... Went to the 1975 concert. My friend and I, we took a bomb Instagram photo and we were like kind of wearing cool outfits and we were like pointing at the camera. Caption, babe, you look so cool. If you know robbers, you'll know the the line. If you don't know robbers, pause this episode, (laughs) look it up right now on Spotify and watch the music video, please. It's amazing. Please. You'll be (laughs) dussy. You will literally be dussy. Anyway. I'm coming home from the Tower Theater. So there's two subway lines in Philadelphia, the Broad Street line and the Market Frankfurt line. So we were going to Temple. Shout out to you, North (laughs) Philly. We take the Broad Street line to City Hall. You have to transfer to the Market Frankfurt line and you take it all the way out of the city. It's the last stop. When we're leaving the concert, we get on the line. We go to City Hall. We're transferring. It's 1230 a.m. That's when the subway stops running in Philly. So we transfer to the Broad Street line to go back to Temple. And the train is just sitting in the station for like 10 minutes because Mm -hmm. all of the workers and everyone has to get on. and It's the last one. So... We're sitting on the car, just everyone's in silence, we're tired, whatever. I see people walking towards us through, like, the car that's in front of our subway car. And I see a woman, and then right behind the woman is a guy with a ski mask. And it was probably, like, October, mm-hmm. November, maybe. Yeah. You wouldn't need a ski mask yeah. during this time. I was wearing a tank top to set yeah. the scene. I see this guy in a ski mask, and I'm like, oh, fuck. And then I'm like, wait, no, he's walking with a woman. Like, that's his mom. Like, he's with his mom. A guy's not going to rob the train with his mom. So they both enter our car, and I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. The woman keeps walking, and the guy sits very close to us, like catty corner to us. He's sitting, so we're, like, almost facing each other. I'm right next to the window. My friend's right here, and the guy is, like, right over there. He has a ski mask on. He has a big like black sweatshirt, black sweatpants. And I'm like, holy fuck, just like, please don't say anything to us. Like I, we're both little girls. It's late (laughs) at night. I'm pretending like I don't even see him. 
I'm looking to my left. The window is right to my left. And I was looking at him in the reflection the whole time. It's like eventually the train starts moving after like 10 or 15 minutes of just sitting there. The ride from City Hall to Temple is so short. It's Mm -hmm. like 10 minutes, maybe. Mm -hmm. This was the longest train ride of my life. Yeah. I'm staring at the guy in the reflection because I don't want him to know that I'm scared. I'm staring at him and he starts mumbling under his breath and he's touching like everywhere on his body he's almost like feeling up his whole body but not in a sexual way like he was looking for something underneath of his clothes (laughs) i was looking for the outline of a gun like Mm -hmm. on his sweatpants or something i don't even know and then he starts pulling out like six iphones out of his pocket and he's mumbling under his breath and he's like this is my train now and then he goes I see them eyes. And I was like, <gasps> I I looked away so fast because I thought that he couldn't. I don't know if he was talking to me when he said that. Yeah. I took out my phone and I literally started drafting a text to my parents. And I was like, thank you so much. It's been great. Goodbye. I'm not kidding. I had a text drafted to my dad no. and I was saying like, thank you so much. Goodbye. <laughs> I was so That's scared. Terrifying. And I was like, stole those phones. Well, that's what I thought. And he's like feeling up like his whole sweatpants. I'm like, oh, he's probably going to reach up his leg and grab a gun mm-hmm. and like just steal for, or rob everyone on this train. My friend, I was like, oh, she has no idea. We did not speak to each other the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I was debating like, do we get off at a different stop? Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, this is the last train. And if I get up to stand up at a stop that's not ours, my friend's going to be like, what are you doing? This isn't our stop. Right. So I was like, I can't do that. So I was literally just like praying. And when we got to our stop, we both stood up and walked off. And I thought he was going to follow us, but he didn't. And a lot of other people also got off at our stop. Yeah. So we weren't alone anymore. And he stayed on the train. And my friend looked at me and she was like, oh, my God, did you see that guy? Like, we both like immediately yeah. started crying and we like ran home from the subway stop. It was so fucking scary. And I remember I was so freaked out. We stopped at 7-Eleven on our way back to our dorm and there was a guy outside and the guy was like, please buy me something to eat. Like, buy me, please. Like, I'm begging you. Mm-hmm. And I literally bought him something to eat because I was so scared that if we didn't give him something, he was either going to rob us or kill us and so we bought him something to eat wow yeah and then we went back to the dorm and nothing ever came of it Mm -hmm. and I guess the guy was just like scary or having a moment with himself but I have never been more scared like oh I'm literally about to be murdered than I am in this moment was that like the scariest moment for you probably because there's been times where I was doing like dumb shit and I thought I was gonna die like I was on an illegal hike in Hawaii Mm. and I didn't even do the whole thing because my intuition kicked in and it was like if you continue you're going to die and so many people do it even though it's illegal but it's really bad I was young and dumb and it's not that I regret doing it but I would never do it again out of respect for the land and I would never tell people to do it right Makes sense. Yeah. So I totally was like, oh, if I keep doing this, I could die. So I went back down. But that was a choice that I made. Mm -hmm. But on the train, it's like, that's not a choice that I made. That's Mm -hmm. somebody else making a choice. You know what I mean? Like, there's been times when I was swimming and I'm like, oh, these waves are huge and they're like pushing me down and I'm not, I can't handle this. So I need to leave. Mm -hmm. And if I don't get out of this water, 
I might drown, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But also in Hawaii on the same trip. Good times. <laughs> I can tell that story on the travel. Yeah. Stories. You have to do that. Next. Yeah. Yeah. And I also hitchhiked on that trip. That was not my smartest. <laughs> How old that was were you? not my. I was nineteen. Oh. That was not the smartest I've ever been. Was on that trip, but whatever. It's okay. You learned. Um. Yeah. So there were times like that where I was making adventurous choices, and I was like, okay, I'm pushing my own limits here. Yeah. But the time on the train, I'm like, yeah. oh shit, I might get murdered. <laughs> right. And that has nothing to do with me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Should I continue on? And maybe we'll do, like, two more. Yeah. Okay. When my mom was in college, she worked at a local restaurant as a server. She's heading home around midnight one night after her shift, and a bunch of cops are outside of her apartment. Here's the story as it was relayed to her by the cops and her neighbors. Earlier that night, her neighbors noticed a guy hanging around her door acting sketchy. They called the police to report a possible attempted robbery. The police show up, and the guy is nowhere to be found. But upon trying the handle, the door to my mom's apartment is open. Neighbors are adamant that they never saw the guy leave the area area. So the cops decide to go in and look around the place. While inside, a completely naked man ran out of the closet as the police were coming in and flung himself out of the closed window. He was, of course, arrested. The police went to her work to tell her what happened and advised her that it might be smart to find somewhere else to sleep that night. She did not go to her apartment to grab anything, just left her work and drove straight to her parents' house and went back to get her stuff in the daylight a few days later with her dad. As far as she knows, they never found the guy, or if they did, they never told her. Gives me the heebie-jeebies thinking about that and what would have happened if her neighbors decided to mind their own business and not call it in. True. So scary. Oh, my God. Good neighbors. Yeah. yeah. Like, thank God they did it and yeah. they called. Why was he naked? I don't want to know. No. I just, like, this is really this whole thing. It's giving me a lot to think about. Also, bystander effect? Is that what it's called? Mm. I think it is. It's like when something is happening and you're like, oh, somebody else is going to call that in so I don't have to. Mm. Or you're like, oh, that accident is so bad that somebody has to call it in. So whatever, I'll keep going. But everyone thinks that. So no one ever calls it in. What are your thoughts if you I think about this sometimes if you're in the car and you see something happen or if there's an accident that happens like that you witness? Will you pull over? Okay, so I don't think I would pull over because I don't have the knowledge or the ability to actually help someone. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. I'm sure maybe I could help in some situations. Yeah. I would definitely call it in. But one time I was driving in Philly on a highway and I saw a massive branch in the middle of the street, Mm -hmm. in the middle of the highway. And it was so big that if somebody hit it, they would have crashed or something bad would have happened. And everyone was swerving out of the way around it and I was like even just people swerving could cause an accident right so I'm like you know what I'm gonna work up my confidence and I'm gonna be a good Samaritan of the city that I live in (laughs) and I'm gonna call 911 and tell them about the branch in the middle of the road yeah and I called 911 while I was driving and it rang for like five minutes and nobody answered nobody answered my 911 call Isn't that so weird? Is there an alternate number to call if they don't answer? Is that something you should know? Because I feel like... I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, I called 911 because obviously it's not an emergency, life-threatening, although it could be. Mm -hmm. There's a branch in the road. In theory, I was going to say, can you connect me with Philly Police? So I can tell them about the branch. But nobody <laughs> answered. And I was like, what if I was being held hostage? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Good to I was know. Like, Shit. Okay, cool. 
So Good like, to know that nine one one can ignore your call, but okay. Right, I'll just call my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, great. So next time I see a branch, do I just not even call it in because they're not going to answer? Yeah, screw that. You and tried. <laughs> it was like during the day too. It's like eleven a.m. probably on a Saturday. Right. I'm like, this is not the time where crime is the highest. <laughs> I had to call nine one one once, and they answered first ring. <gasps> no yeah. way. Why'd you have to call? I totaled my car like two years ago. That's scary. But that was a situation where people, it wasn't really a place where you could stop. But the people that did just like, are you okay? You know, that's nice. Yeah. But then there's the people that like, and this happens all the time when there's traffic. It's because people are just slowing down to look. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, like stop. (laughs) Yeah. I've definitely slowed down to look. (laughs) But I try not to. But if you're already having to slow down, you're obviously going to look. Yeah, like, exactly. The Just the general premise of doing that makes no sense to me. It's just interesting to people. I guess, but like... I think there's a term for it. I can't find the actual term, but morbid curiosity. It's like oh. the idea that when you see something happening, you can't look away, even though yeah. it's so bad and traumatizing. Okay, I guess I understand it. Oh, this is an interesting one. Okay. Okay. This happened to my mom in the early 70s. My My mom was deep asleep in the middle of the night, but something jarred her awake. In the darkness of her bedroom, she could see a strange man opposite her bed staring at her. She had no idea who this guy was and was terrified because she was a single parent at the time and my older brother, who was about three, was in the next bedroom. My mom calmly asked the guy who he was and what he was doing there. He informed her that he was the son of my grandma's friend and he just had to meet my mom. My mom decided that the best course of action was to treat this guy like a family friend and offered to make him coffee and brought him into the kitchen. She tried to make small talk with him. Fortunately, the guy left pretty easily. A couple of hours later, after she told him she had to get to school in the morning, My mom thought for sure she was going to be murdered by this guy. She never learned how he figured out where she lived, but as far as she knows, he never bothered her again. My grandma actually told her friend about that, and apparently the friend was horrified by her son's behavior. I don't know much more than that, as my mom never saw him again. Could you imagine a stranger in your house and you have that much composure to be like, this guy's clearly crazy, Mm -hmm. I need to like pretend like I respect him so that he doesn't act frantic and kill me. Right. She like pulled that shit together for a couple of hours. In in the dark. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's my biggest fear too. Like I think about that sometimes like waking up and there's just someone like standing there. Horrible. Absolutely not. I remember one time I was on spring break in Florida and we were staying at this hotel that was like haunted hotel. Like Mm -hmm. that's not why we stayed there, but people said it was. Yeah. Some of my friends were like, oh my God, this is so scary. Like haunted (laughs) hotel, blah, blah, blah. And I woke up in the middle of the night one night and I really had to pee and I was so tired and I was like, I'm way too tired to care about a ghost. I'm like, I'm not scared (laughs) at all. I'm just so tired. I have to pee so bad and Mm -hmm. I'm going to pee and just go back to sleep and I'm, (laughs) I don't know. It's kind of funny when you're so tired that like it doesn't affect you. You're like, all I care about is getting back to bed. (laughs) Right. I know. I don't really think about it like that in those situations because it's like, like you just said, you're just so tired. Yeah. Like, who cares? I was staying alone in my house the other day and I (laughs) had to pee in the middle of the night and I had just watched something scary before I went to bed, which is my own fault. And then when I got up to pee, I was like, eek, like, what about like this, this, and this? And then I literally was like, why am I doing this to myself? I was like, shut up. Yeah. Stop thinking that. 
you're in the house. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And go back to bed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why am I doing this to myself? I know. And I think about that with scary movies in general. Yeah. It's like, why are we That's why I don't watch this? them. <laughs> yeah. I used to watch a lot more scary movies. And I will say my ability to control my mind mm-hmm. in these situations where I used to spiral and be so scared. I have gotten better at it since I stopped watching the movies. Oh, good. So I do think scary movies kind of negatively affect us. Yeah. In a way. Let's do one more kind of funny one. Okay. When I was around 16, my growing family moved from the house I had spent my entire life in. As you would expect, we spent a lot of time fondly remembering things we used to do in the house as we were packing everything up. At some point, I decided to go into the downstairs closet with a flashlight and read, something I used to do when I was younger to get some peace and quiet. Now, this is one of those deep closets that goes under the stairs into a very low, maybe three-foot high space. This space was largely occupied by a mountain of old blankets and stuffed animals. Of course, this is the most fluffy spot to sit and read. About an hour in, I shift a little to get comfortable, and I hear a low, slow, warped, hoarse voice say, You always make me happy. I flipped my shit, hit my head on the low ceiling, and practically broke the door down getting out. After hyperventilating and explaining to my family why there was no color left on my face, I went back in to see what it was. It was my little stuffed bear from when I was three or four that I happened to lean on just right to press his belly. When I pressed his stomach again, though, nothing. The poor bear I hadn't played with since I was a toddler used the last of its power, its last dying breath, to tell me how I made it happy. Oh my gosh. I was like, is this true? Some Chucky. (laughs) Chucky doll. Yeah. Wow. Not everything is actually scary. (laughs) One more spooky season shout out. Everyone, if you're interested in spooky movies, you should definitely go see Terrifier 2. It's a horror slasher film starring Kaylee Hyman and Lauren Levera, two of the most talented actresses that have ever walked the earth. Definitely go see Terrifier 2. It's now in theaters and it will probably be on streaming services later. I don't know. Another shout out to Spooky Season. Go watch The Princess Cut on HBO. It's like a psychological thriller short film it's so good the actors are amazing shout out terrifier 2 princess cut you guys are gonna love it i hope you enjoyed our spooky season episode yay it was so fun it was i liked it spooky i hope everyone else likes it i hope these stories are actually spooky when we listen back yeah i mean i was spooked okay good (laughs) that's the goal happy spooky season happy halloween yes and we'll see you in the next one bye bye